Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. Back with me today again is the Lead Pastor of TC, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and we are super excited, man, to uh, be wrapping up the Better Now series. Some people are excited because we no longer have to see Aaron and Eli in those outfits. but Those uh, shorts were disgusting. That was something. Those legs? That was something. It's quite a sight. And if you haven't watched it, you are very curious now based on Justin's comments of what, what it was. Well, but, we, and uh, didn't we talk about it last week with John? We, we I did. think we did. We did. Yeah, we hit on it a little bit last week. and uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it's a lot. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's totally funny. Um, and they're, Aaron and Eli are the perfect level of awkward, which makes it even even more fun. But I love awkwardness. It, it's That's why you love The Office. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was watching it Michael last Scott. Night. Yeah, Best we were watching ever. it. Which episode did you watch last night? I'm um I'm pretty late in. Uh-huh. I'm where um they've already been bought out by Saber. Yeah, we are too. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Nice. Of course, this is like, you know, the twelfth uh, time I've Yeah, totally. I've, yeah. It's you know, it's a default I'd, turn on thing. Like, I, just, like, I would get rid of Netflix if I could just buy the office where I could constantly <laughs> watch it. Like, that's the only reason I have Netflix seems like other than some documentaries. Anyways. I mean, speaking of, okay. And this for you listeners out there. Um, have you watched the Billy Graham documentary on Netflix? No, it's really good, man. But I did start watching last night. It's on HBO though. The leaving Neverland. The thing about Michael Jackson. Oh, it's so creepy. I almost had to stop. Yeah. I don't, so creepy. So when I said Billy Graham, your mind went to Michael Jackson. No, no, no. I was just thinking about the documentary I'm watching. Right, right, right. No, you know, so there's two guys that accuse him of the molestation. And yeah. it's like detail. It's, it, it's creepy. That guy, I, I I, have to turn a Michael Jackson song from now on. Like, this has tainted him. And I believe it. Listen. Well. Listen. Not, you know, you don't yeah. pay off one kid. His family twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million dollars. Or twenty three million. Another kid's family two million, and you got all them kids around you sleeping in your bed, and then you are gonna try to tell me uh, nah. there's a lot going on there. Yeah, no. Someone needs some accountability. Yeah. Someone needs a better now life. You know what I mean? I mean, if you don't do that, <laughs> no one would accuse you. Well, even if you never did it, yeah. like they wouldn't accuse you if there's you just a lot less ammunition. Yeah, you it's know. like you know where there's smoke, there's fire. A lot of times. Well, then there's that. So, anyways, all that I, to say, I'm disgusted. So I'm gonna have to go watch the Billy Graham thing to Billy feel Graham, better about myself. Man, listen, I was fired up about the Billy Graham documentary. I was, man. So because I'm 31, you know, Billy Graham was really out of his heyday. Time by out. The, you've been 31 a long time. Are you sure? I'm. Th- as a matter of fact, <laughs> okay, hold on, wait, wait, let's you've look, been let's saying look. 31 for like two years. I turned 30. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 32 in six days, man. So, oh, okay. It's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, I, you, I've been hearing you say that for. A while i've got i've done had a couple birthdays for about and, 360 uh, 359 days you may hear me say yeah, that. yeah no i thought that was longer was like, <laughs> but uh yeah no i i've i was watching man and so i'm 31 i wasn't um billy graham was kind of getting close to done he wasn't as prominent in his a lot of his stuff by the time i was yeah. aware of i didn't know nothing about him I didn't, yeah. I didn't grow up yeah it was just wasn't our era yeah. you know so um and so because of that, man, I've I've heard him preach, but it was always in his later years. I never really heard his younger 
preaching and in the documentary it shows quite a bit of that and man i can see why i can see why god so used him in that time number one just his heart towards the lord and towards the gospel and towards people um and also they i think they did a really good job painting a clear picture of his wife and his marriage um which his he he really honored his wife and more importantly his wife really stood behind because you know he'd be gone six months at a time you know mm. and uh his no, wife sir. really supported him she said the only way that it's doable is because i know he's reaching lost people for jesus like she's a kid of a missionary so wow. the gospel is like you know it's, it's just it was just really powerful man and so in watching it, I, I actually think because I watched it Saturday. I no, hold on. I watched it, yeah, I watched it Friday and Saturday, and I think that uh, it really kind of I don't know, man. I think it kind of fired me up even on Sunday. Like there was a I don't know, just just watching it really uh, kind of stroked some some passion and and you know obviously we're always passionate you know when I speak and communicate, but it just felt like there was. I don't know, man. Hearing he, some of his stuff was he was definitely powerful. had a uh, you know a grace on him and some favor to be able to to do that. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I don't know much about him other than what everyone like. Other than I know he was a a great you know great for the faith and everything he did. But um, yeah. that was just way before my time. And I wasn't. I didn't even grow up in church like that. Right. So and when and, and I come from a Catholic background. So yeah, he wouldn't have meant a whole lot to us right. anyhow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying. I no, didn't no, mean no, that totally. to be a joke, but I it agree. is funny the way it came out. But um, yeah. you know, um, so yeah. So yeah, I was watching that, and that kind of that kind of got me amped up for Sunday, and and the and Sunday's message was already just a very. And my goal with Sunday's message was it to just be a very clear gospel picture. I mean, that was really you know pointing people to Jesus and and trying to articulate the gospel in as clear of a way as possible and what the gospel does in us and through us. Um, you know, and even us joking before the podcast about the <laughs> very, um, central themed theological position of the, mes- <laughs> the message on Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, yeah. I it was, I made a joke about yeah. it at the small group. Oh, really? Cause some of the pipelines since there, I was like, uh, you know, are y'all paying attention in class and then paying attention in Sunday or am I the only one? And I don't even go to the pipeline with y'all. Like, are y'all picking up on any of this or not? Because I saw Erica's, uh, her post in, her, in the group, you yeah, know, yeah, and so yeah. I was like, y'all are, you know. Yeah. So for those, for and listeners. Then, so, and then they were like, right. Brad doesn't tell us anything. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't answer questions. Well, not like that. Yeah. So for the, for listeners that aren't aware, maybe you're not here at TC, you don't hear about it, uh, much uh we have what we call the leadership pipeline here at transformation church uh and currently i have 10 students that are going through it and it is a it's kind of like a bible college but i didn't like bible college i hated seminary i was bored out of my mind um because number one by the time you develop a curriculum get it into a book and distribute it to your students culture has already changed so fast that it's now irrelevant um, not the gospel, not the message of Jesus, but applications. Well, they ain't changing nothing in most of these schools. And, and so, yeah, I was just, just like, same old this is, they were talking about tracks, and I'm like, okay. Like, anyway, so. I didn't have quite that experience, but. Yeah, and so, and then, uh, I don't I, know, man. I, I, I do agree that I don't think they that Bible College is doing enough uh, um, application, yeah, application or or 
a practicality, ministry practicality. Right. You know, so, it's all these. It's, it's, right. It's a lot of theology, which is needed and great, but there's not a whole lot of a lot of application. application practicality. Yeah. So, so we, when we sat down and got ready to. Uh, what we communicate here, the way we talk about the pipeline and our goal and, and with that is to help people reach their leadership potential um, in ministry, and but also just in leadership. Uh, one of our pipeline students right now, he's he's one of the head haunters on his job. Um, and he's already, he, he tells me all the time how much he's using some of the leadership principles um, at his job. And so we kind of do a 50, 50 split between the, uh, theological teaching and leadership teaching. Uh, and so it's been fantastic, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. And oftentimes in those settings in the classroom, um, I'll pose a question and they think I'm going to answer it. So they'll think I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think about, you know, have you ever heard of this? And they go, well, what is that? And I go, well, it's a belief or an ideology that says, and then I'll explain it. And then, um, and they go, well, is it real? Is it, is, is, is it true? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? And then it's just like, it's like I pull the pin or the grenade, lob it into the room. And they just, I just sit back in my chair and let them kind of, kind of talk their way through it. And I'll guide the conversation. You know, if they haven't thought of something that is really an anchor to the conversation, I'll say, well, what about this? What about well, this scripture? And then they, and, you know, and what makes it better is the, the back the the background within our church as a whole there's so many different backgrounds oh yeah it's huge I because mean, because at the at the small group the other night we were just kind of talking and it kind of came up and then somebody mentioned like you know we're i think he i think he said we're we haven't got to once saved always saved yet <laughs> and he's like that's gonna be interesting right you know depending upon you know what kind of background you come from on, on what your thoughts are on that you know and then so the a conversation kind of started on, on right. once they've always saved and then um that type of thing you know yeah, so, they're trying to get ahead of it with you that's what they were doing they're pro- probing you for information yeah and i was like i don't, I don't know and so and then uh one of them said something only because they were researching the topic right and came across something else yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know um and then they were like just kind of got into it so yeah. i was like oh yeah it's good it's, it's good, a good yeah. it's a good time man it's uh it's fun and hey we're starting so they're they're all the 10 of them are in year one right now so they're going through their first year as a matter of fact they're they got about two and a half months left so um and then in september for any of you that are local we'll be starting year one again in september so you can join in we've already got I think about six or seven people registered. None of them ha- no, like we oh, haven't really? uh, opened them up for um, for registration payments yet. So that's what locks them in, you know. But we've got six or seven that have filled out the form, which is fantastic. So if you're local in the Pensacola area, and I'll say this, you don't necessarily even have to come to TC to be a part of this. Yeah. However, there's a number of things that we'll be working with your pastor on or your leader on. Um, but there are biblical theological positions that uh, will be introduced to you that uh, may require you to wrestle them out with your local church body and but none of them are opinionated it's all just scripture but um, so you don't even necessarily have to go to TC to join the pipeline you can be a part of uh, any local body here in, T, uh, in Pensacola and be able to do that uh, maybe one day maybe one day we'll introduce an option for you know around the, around the nation some sort of online 
distance deal. Type so, yeah. But uh, for now, if you're a listener and you're in Pensacola, you can start year one with us in September. And then we're super pumped. I think eight out of the ten have already confirmed that they are going to be doing year two with us. It's a two-year program. Um, after which, uh, after the two years, is how you begin the process towards uh, any sort of licensing. Um, and then if there's a possibility of ordination later on down the road, all of that can, doesn't mean it will, it can lead in that direction. Um, so and there's a number of other things that have to happen before that, but yeah. nonetheless, man, it's a, it's a good time. So, and the sermon from Sunday, yeah, they, you can, you know, they, I always get feedback on Tuesdays and they're like, I noticed you used what, you know, whatever we talked about. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's how that works. That's how it works. So it's, it's a good time. So Sunday, man, our goal is to create the clearest picture of the gospel as we could. Um, and, uh, man, I, I, it was a good day. And we got to baptize some folks, which is always awesome. Yeah, six um, or seven. So yeah, six or I seven. I thought it was seven. They said six. Yeah, I, it, it was fantastic. I thought it was seven, but yeah. And a couple people. that got baptized was at my small group Sunday night, our marriage small group. So that was cool, That's too. That's cool. Baptisms are fun. Yeah. It's it it's it's so fun to celebrate. You know, we have our code here at TC, and um, you know, part of the code is that, uh, you know, every every essentially every story matters. You know, yeah. every person matters, and we want to celebrate. You know, celebration is not optional. No, so not at all. Um, so man, we love it. And Sunday we got into the cost benefit analysis. Uh, is kind of the title of the sermon. That's a nerdy title too. It is, you yeah. know. Um, and but it's we kind of we, we what we wanted to do is in within the picture of the gospel is to to lay it out the cost. What does the gospel cost, and what are some of the benefits? Um. And, you know, in the cost column, we really, uh, you know, really all the cost when it comes to the gospel rests on Jesus. Like it, you know, um, uh, ultimately there is a cost to us and that is just to lay down our own life, you know, to take up our cross, to follow Jesus. I mean, there, there is a cost for us, but that is such a minimal cost in comparison to the one that paid the ultimate price, who is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Jesus, he paid for our freedom in his life. He died so that we can live. And uh, even using a, a quote from one of the documentaries, because I'm also going through, I'm also watching the American gospel again for the third time with Ashley right now. Um, and so we're kind of going through that. One of the quotes that was in there, you know, they're talking about the only way to the father is through the son. You know, so, which if you listener haven't watched the American gospel, number one, prepare yourself, (laughs) mentally prepare yourself. And then secondly, man, watch that. It's on Amazon. It's not on prime. It's on Amazon. So you have to pay for it, even if you have prime, but it's worth it. So it's good. It's, it's a, it's a, a mind wrecker. So, and I would encourage you to watch it if I'm going to drop some of the names out of there. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, Joel Osteen, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, uh, Todd White, um, Matt Chandler, he's in there. Um, if you're uh, who? J- J.D. Greer. J.D. Greer. Paul Washer. Paul Washer. Uh, but uh, those first few, if you're if you Stephen are Furtick. a fan. Stephen Furtick, yeah. If you're a fan of those, uh, I would encourage you to watch it and then uh, see what you think. Yeah. And and if you want to have a conversation about it, we'd love to have a conversation with you about Ooh, it. Sure would. Send us an email to follow up at transformationchurch.com. 
you could do that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to, to hear from you guys and what you think. Check it out. The American gospel. <laughs> we the whole pipeline actually just watched it t- three weeks ago and they've been talking about it ever since. Like I've watched it twice. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah. I'm on my third time through watching it with Ashley right now. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's really, really good. It's good. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, our, the sermon on Sunday, we, the, the cost, I mean, you know, uh, for you listener out there, the cost is pretty clear. I mean, for your life, Jesus paid it all for your life and my life, Justin's life. I mean, it, Jesus, when he went to the cross, he put it all on the line, you know, and, and the Bible says that he left the riches of heaven and became poor that you and I might become rich. Like he, he did all of this for us. Um, in Romans five, eight, Romans five, eight, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's that Jesus saw us at our worst and decided to die for us so that he could make us our best. And our best isn't our own effort. It's not what we bring to the table. Uh, we are our best, uh, strictly resting and the righteousness that is given to us through Jesus on the cross. Like that is, that is where our best comes from. Um, and then Jesus died so that ultimately we can live, uh, not live with a yacht or live with a mansion. It's not about obtaining things. It's strictly about obtaining Jesus, like this source of life, um, eternal life. So, and then ultimately that leads to us laying down our life and we, we lay down our life to follow him, uh, to become a genuine follower of Jesus. And so, uh, we do that. And so because of that, there's, uh, benefits, there's benefits that come through, um, knowing Jesus and also being in communion with Jesus. And when we're in communion with Jesus, we're in fellowship with others and there's freedom that comes from that. And so there's a, there's, uh, I think we gave four benefits to, um, to the freedom that comes through Jesus. Um, and the first one, Justin, what do you got? The benefits start with love. The benefits start with love. And we really took a stroll through Ephesians four here. Um, and so we kind of, as we work and walked our way through Ephesians four, um, go ahead and read one through three, four, Justin. Yeah, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Yeah, so, man, um, really helping people recognize that love is um, kind of where, where it all starts, you know, in, in becoming like Christ, man, we take on the love and John 15, it, it really, the, the theme of John 15 kind of lands us with that greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Um, and then, and then Jesus gives us a command where he just says, love one another, like love each other. Mm. And so, yeah, it starts with love and then it creates maturity. It creates maturity. Um, and Ephesians 4 goes on to say that, you know, when we enter into faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, we become mature, uh, attaining to the whole measure and the fullness of Christ. And we gave this quote, J.O. It says, maturity is knowing the difference between good things and God things. Mm-hmm. Good things and God things. And so, and I think, I don't know, man, I think this is where some, I, I see a lot of people kind of get hung up here and there um, because I feel like one of the hard parts about walking people through the Christian faith is this maturity part. I mean, essentially discipleship, mm-hmm. like everyone loves to celebrate this intro, 
right? Like, oh, Jesus loves me. He's here to forgive my sins. How convenient is that for me? You know, but it's like, right. But now we follow him, you know? And it's, huh. it's not like we don't, it's not, we have to get our life together. So Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us and gave his life for us. And we come to him and in turn, he helps rearrange these parts and pieces of our life and helps put us back together. But then we follow him in what that looks like. And I think people have a hard time with man, giving, giving up control and becoming like, becoming like Christ. Yeah. Right. Cause there's a few things you may have to say no to or change about yourself. A few. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, yeah. a lot. I mean, a lot. It's out. a lot. That's why yeah. I said, you know, I was like, man, every time I open the Bible, it does a phenomenal job at pointing out areas of my life that need to change. I know. And what is it? What is this thing about people that makes us think that we can receive all the benefits of Jesus, but not have to change to become like him? Oh, uh, that's easy. Western culture. West. I mean- Burger King God. I mean, you get it your way. I want it. I want it. You know, it's just like how, how many people we know. Per, like, you know, I got, I don't know, 1,500 Facebook friends or something, right? You know, and it's like one, it's too many. <laughs> number, because I don't like that many. No, num- I'm just <laughs> number kidding. two. Um, but, you know, there are people that you see, especially on social media. That's what I love about social media because I don't personally believe, I like what get. Uh, GV says, oh, "GV, um, it's like I don't think I don't think social media has changed anyone. I think it exposes us. Yeah, fact. so, so Come yeah, on. and you hear people say that now that social media is so prevalent, it's changing people. I don't think it's changing; it's exposing us. But I, I say that to say, I see tons of people that I know they post their whole life, so you know what kind of life they live, and it's not a godly one or anything resembling one. Yet, occasionally, it's like uh, you know, send prayers." Pray, right. praying for you know, a good job interview, pray for me or grandma. Yeah, it's like we turn to the Lord when things are not going the way, you know, where you're unsure of an outcome or mm-hmm. when you need something to go your way or when tragedy happens. And that's, I think that's, I think that's fine. We should be doing those things, but, um, you know, he's not just there as he's not a genie. Right. And that's right, the problem. Right. But that's, you know, I think as a, as a, as spoiled Americans though, and then it goes back. Huh. To, it goes back to the American. We talk about the documentary American Gospel. Like we talk about the prosperity gospel. Like we've been like, I don't know. It's like, why do I have to change anything? True. In fact, I can follow Jesus, and stuff's supposed to get better. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, yeah, think, so, we don't, I don't run into problems anymore. I have Jesus. Right. It's he's, like, he's come to fix my temporary, physical, non-eternal life on this earth. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Huh. Full stop. I don't think so. I don't think know? so. As a matter but, of fact, yeah, I was thinking about that on the way here. Because I was thinking about how Paul and Jesus, like, man, you look at the message that they gave. Like, it is not that everything gets better. Bro, they they were risking death. Like, you follow Jesus back then. Yeah. I mean, all of them, got, you know. John beheaded, they crucified were, upside down. Uh, the, all in. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's tough. And it's not, it's not you know, God, it's gonna. I'm going to. In turn, I'm having to kind of call him out by default, but it's not your best life now. No. You know, it's not. It's 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 wrapping your head around. It's buying into the ultimate purpose of eternity. Um, and I, I think that God gives us all that we need 
And I think that when we're faithful to be generous, I do think that he gives us more so that we can help impact someone else's life. I think that's totally, that's completely part of it, but it's just not this thought process. You know, you, you called out that book and like, for example, I, I believe like say like things like the, the power of positive thinking. Right. Right. I don't believe that was a Christian author, but (laughs) even if you took, even if you took that like in the concept of uh, what was Rick Warren's book, um, Purpose-driven Purpose life, life, right? Purpose-driven life type talk, uh, your best life now type talk, uh, power of positive thinking type talk. I believe in all those things. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you change your thinking and I believe you can read that book, you know, the uh, your best life now and have a better life. But right. when you mix it and try to, when you imply, and maybe he's not implying anything. The problem is it's, it's inferred sometimes correct because he is a yep, pastor yep, yep, yep. because as a pastor you write a book people assume like so it's the gospel it's inferring that that's what the what our faith and our religion quote-unquote religion is is about or and it's just not that's the problem with them that's yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. with those books and those type of you know that whole prosperity gospel even uh, that's the problem with it to me is he may not even be implying it, but he dang sure is in, it's it's being inferred. Yeah, and that's the that's the problem. So it, and he knows it. It's funny. So we ran. I ran into this yesterday, right? I got into uh, got a bit into a, into a bit of a tiff on Uh-oh. Facebook. Um, oh, that's fun. Is it still up? Uh, I don't, yeah, it is. Um, it's on the, it's on TGC. TG the oh. Gospel Coalition. So I got into, it, and it wasn't really bad because I bowed out early. I just didn't. You know, I'm I'm not one to just like do it all on Facebook. It's just too dirty. It's too messy. And, and it's the quote that I use. You know, arguing with people on social media is like playing chess with a pigeon. They're gonna crap on the board and strut around like they won anyways. You know, so it's like well, you're not gonna change anyone's mind, right? And I, so I'm like, I bow out early. I'll pr- once my point has been proven, I'm out. And so that's the good part because there's too many keyboard warriors on face and social media in general, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, Instagram. Which even this Clayton Jennings thing. Are you up to date on that? Clayton Jennings? Have you seen that? No. Oh, gosh. Look up, look up, never mind. You can look up Clayton <laughs> Jennings on Instagram. Anyways, but, um, uh, so I, the, on the TGC articles, they wrote an article about this girl, Rachel Hollis. Okay. Now, uh, Rachel Hollis is one of my wife's new favorite authors. Um, Ashley Livingston, I love you, babe. I know you're listening to this podcast. Um, but Rachel is one of her new favorite authors. She has a book called, uh, girl wash your face, I think is what it's called. Um, that's the name of the book. It's the name of the book and girl wash your face. Yeah. And so essentially, um, essentially what the book boils down to is this idea of, feeling strong, overcoming insecurities, um, declaring what it is you want out of life and going and getting it. She's a Christian woman. Um, but she never claims that the book is the gospel. She's strictly saying like, I believe there is something to positive thinking. I believe that when we recognize that there's this insecurity that we have, that we can overcome it. I believe that if your marriage, I don't believe all that too. I believe if your marriage is trash, but you and your husband aren't communicating about what you need in your sex life or communication that, that going and having that conversation and being bold about what you want out of your marriage 
is a good thing. So these are all just steps that she's kind of walked. She talks about being her insecurity, being a successful mom and how she gets mom shamed, how people are like, well, you should be taking better care of your kids, but you're not, you're out here chasing success. She deals with that, um, which I believe that any woman that wants to chase success, go for it. Like, you know, to, your family does come first, but that doesn't mean that everything else has to come last either. Your family can come first and your business can come second. Obviously the Lord is first. We know that, but I'm talking about yeah. physically like, in the natural world. Like so go for it. It doesn't have to be whatever everyone else says it is. All that to say. Um, so someone was doing a review of Rachel Hollis and her book and they were talking about how essentially they were breaking the same thing down. You and I were just talking about, about this positive thinking thing, how it's the prosperity gospel, blah, 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 blah. And so I commented on there and I was like, nah, that's not it. We have to stop thinking that every person that has a platform should treat it like a pulpit. Like in other words, if Rachel Hollis, who is not a pastor and does not claim to be writes a book about how you should change the way you think about yourself to see yourself more the way God sees you, there is nothing wrong with that. No. Nah. And what people were attacking is they're like, well, no, nah, the gospel says that we should lay down our life, that we should see ourselves as worthless. I was like, you're right. But then when we step into his righteousness, we should see ourselves that way. Not arrogant, not self-righteously, but recognizing that we're a child of God. We don't have to live as beggars anymore. Like we should recognize ourselves as being children of God and we should carry ourselves that way. And so I was, I got into like, went back and forth with a couple of people and then I bowed out. But this whole thing was just like, goes back to what we were just talking about where it's like, no, nah, I don't think that we have to think of ourselves as low to be able to think of Jesus as high. I don't think we need to degrade ourselves to be able to see the clearest picture of Jesus. I do think we have to see ourselves as sinful by nature, like recognize that we cannot rescue ourselves. We are totally deprived. We are completely in need of a savior and there is nothing we can or will ever be able to do to save ourselves. That is true. And I do think we need to recognize that uh, because I don't think you can recognize your need for grace in the gospel until you recognize that you're completely deprived and you need a savior. But when Jesus comes on the scene, I do think that Jesus will come on the scene and save us. But if we're not careful, we'll stay in bondage in our own minds. And if there is someone who has written a book or has a blog or a podcast that can help you see yourself the way God sees you, go for it. Because I think that's a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So don't continue to live in your insecurities and, and live under the picture of what people see in you. Um, if someone else can write something and do something that helps you see yourself the way God sees you and therefore you can increase your value, um, then I say, man, go for that because Jesus does see you with purpose. He sees you with a plan. He sees you with fulfillment and you need to step into those things. And sometimes reading what other people put out or listening to what other people put out can really, really help us reframe how we see ourselves and start seeing us the way Jesus does see you. Um, so I think that that's noteworthy. So interesting. Yeah. And, uh, GV is, uh, GV is one of our favorites, but he's not a believer. Therefore we don't give his official stuff out here on, on the podcast. Yeah. He's Jewish. He, he is Jewish. And uh, I, I don't even know if he's good at that, but 
<laughs> like from the you know like the laws of Jew- <laughs> yeah, Judaism. Yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah, yeah so like a, but, <laughs> yeah, it's just so interesting with all this. Like, you almost feel like it's the same way that it's happening with politics. Like how easily people are duped. Like, yeah. you know how I know the prosperity gospel doesn't work because the only person flying in a private jet in Joel Osteen's church is Joel Osteen. Prosperity gospel <laughs> is a multi-level marketing scheme. Hello. I mean, like all them other people, you got 40,000 people in your church and how many Rolls Royces is out is in the parking lot? Right, right, right. How many, you know, millionaires are in? Not sure there's some millionaires in there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Uh, they're like, not, they're I, not rich from doing that. Right, right. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just how I, that's how totally. I know. That's totally. how I know. Yeah. A hundred percent. And maybe that's, I just, it's just like, Look, man, it don't work. And see, like I've, how had long people, is it? I've had people come up to me like, well, prosperity is in the Bible. You should read it. I'm like, yeah, prosper. The prosperity they're talking about is eternal. Like, so <laughs> prosperity is in the, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Like what, what kind of, like that it's alone to me is like, yeah. it's in the, yeah. Yeah. And it also talks about like, so, you know, like having multiple and, wives and like, yeah. you don't do that, do you? No. I mean, like, what does it mean it's in the Bible? Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. People are, people are delirious, man. The reality is, and that's what, that's why I think it's so important to have, to know, you know, know what the Bible says. You know, we, we did the same thing, you know, going back to the pipeline, just because we've already talked about it, but really helping them break down and see like the whole Bible, the point of the whole Bible is to point people to Jesus. Genesis to Revelation points to Jesus. Like everything points to Jesus. And that's the that's, you know, that's the whole point. And that's the even on Sunday, like we were talking about like love, maturity, trust, grace are the other two, you know, the the benefits of freedom. So you've got love, you've got uh, maturity, you've got truth and you've got grace. All of those things we have, but man, all of those things come uh, from Jesus. It's 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 a relationship with Him that shows us what true love looks like. Therefore, we can show it to others. Um, it's a relationship with Christ that matures us because to become like Christ means to say no to self, oftentimes. And discipleship requires us to to go through maturing and to walk in truth, which is what it it, it is. To be in a small group, to be in a relationship with people that are going to hold you accountable and. And all of those things to become mm. more like Christ, like all that has to do with truth, and that is rooted in who Jesus is. And then grace, uh, it, it, everything, everything happens because grace has just been so richly laid upon us by Jesus on the cross. So all of it, everything that we want in our life, we, we you know, we want blessing, we want favor, we want love, we want grace, we want truth, we want maturity, we want like all these things, all of them come from who Jesus is. And the more Jesus comes alive in our hearts, the more we're following him, the more um, we becoming like him, the more all those things are becoming uh, realities for us. Uh, And so we need to be in a constant state of of kind of chasing those things down. No doubt. But it is, man, like people, and that's what I was told Ashley last night, she saw it um, you know, she kind of saw the conversation that was going on and it's really stinks because I, I like TGC a lot and it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bash on TGC, you know, going back to the article that I was posting on, like, I don't think it's a bash on TGC. They got a thousand different people that write for them. I'm sure I'm not sitting here thinking that Chandler or Keller, like observe every article that goes up. Um, and I don't even necessarily agree with what the girl was saying that was writing about Rachel Hollis in who Jesus needs to be in our life. I agree with I disagree with her position on how she was painting Rachel Hollis as a as an author of saying, you know, she was basically saying that Rachel 
Rachel is describing every person that their strength is within and that they can do anything they put their minds to. And I think that she does say that it's implied that the gospel for believers is, is a part of that. You know what I'm saying? But they were just saying that, no, it's all Christ. I'm like, well, it is. Christ is the beginning and he will be the end. But I do think, I, yeah, I know I mean, plenty of people that are saved right now, but they keep going nowhere because of how they think of themselves. No, no doubt. I mean, she it, apparently she wasn't writing necessarily, it's like, it wasn't supposed to be a Christian book. No, it's not. No. She's just a it's Christian. An encouragement. She's an author that happens to be Christian. Right. So exactly. that is a thread in there for her. Right. No one bashed POD for not writing worship music. The band POD. Yeah. They're all they Christians. Did, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you're right. People did. They're like, well, you're not writing worship music. They're like, we're not a worship band. Like, we're Christians and we're in a band, but we're not a Christian band. So we just write music about life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we, it is like, yay. And Rachel Hall is doing the same thing. Like, she's a Christian who is an author. She's not writing a Christian book. She's just writing a book. And Christians can read it and still pull truth from it. It doesn't have to be, you know, she's not claiming that it's gospel. She's not saying this is the way to heaven. She's just saying, hey, these are things man, that are Christians helpful. Christians love to bash each other with crap like that. Keyboard warriors. Especially, man. that's the downside with that uh, tribe of people, the, the the gospel coalition. You know what I'm saying? Like, with that, um, that's the downside to me with that reformed camp. That's the same thing I told Ashley. I said, I love, I love um, a lot of the things that come out of it. The downside is, is uh, I think sometimes they miss the mark. You know, it's like things can be all about Jesus and still be relative to what your current needs are. Jesus is still the answer. I'm not changing that. I'm just saying maybe there's something else too, right? Like when people were hungry, prime example, when Jesus fed the multitudes, they're like, yo, we're hungry. He wasn't like, well, I'm all you need. He's like, nah, here's some fish and some bread. And it's like the same thing. It's like, People come to Jesus and they're like, yeah, but I'm really dealing with these insecurities. He's not like, well, I'm all you need. He's like, no, no, no. Like, here's a different way to see yourself. Let this girl write this book. And I do believe that's how it works, man. So I wonder if it's like sometimes almost too literal. Is that a possible? Is that possible? I mean, I think so, man. I I mean, obviously there's so much should be taken taken literal. Mm -hmm. But then can you go overboard with the literality? Literality. Yeah. Literalistic. Is that a a word? Um, Literality? Literality. Wow. Listen, that's a word now. <laughs> We're using. Can it on you the go overboard with your literality? Here with being literal, maybe, I, man, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I think I think it just boils down to the to the idea that Jesus recognized that we as humans, because he was one, you know, he became flesh and he was still God while he was <laughs> while he was man. Don't let anyone's ridiculous theology tell you that he emptied himself of his deity. It's a falsehood. Oh, uh, he was 100% boy. God and man. Um, but because he was 100% man, I think he, he may have recognized the insecurities that can come up and the frailties that can come up in human emotion, even if he didn't necessarily feel them, I think he recognized and saw how they can derive themselves. Um, and so, man, I, there's plenty of times where, you know, he he gave, he gave of himself uh, oh, God. to help a problem and point people to himself. What can I can only imagine? I was just thinking of something funny. I almost said made a joke. I was just 
just laughing to myself. You know how I am. <laughs> Talking about Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. He he didn't feel him. He was he was living his best life. Now <laughs> he was his he, best he life then. He didn't get he didn't get a he didn't get a sidetrack. Yeah. No. He and and I think that's the thing, he, bro. He was purpose driven. Purpose. He was purpose. He was purpose driven. Yeah. And I like Rick Warren. But anyway, so, okay. uh, but all that to say is I do believe that uh, in. In our pursuit after God, there are things that will come across our radar that help him improve and uh, our thinking. Obviously, your landing place always has to be Jesus. What do you need more of your life? Christ. Like, Jesus. Who do we need to become more like? Jesus. Christ. So it's like that's the the uh, general idea, um, you know, and that's the constant theme. That's the thread that runs through everything is that Jesus is the constant solution. Um, but even like in Jesus ministry, hear me, people that are religious, even in <laughs> Jesus ministry, he still healed the body, healed their bodies. He still fed the hungry. Like he still did those things because they mattered. And it's okay for Christian authors and Christian songwriters and Christian musicians and Christian bands that aren't a Christian band, but Christians in a band. It is still very possible for people to write and to blog and to podcast and to create music that all point to a different way of thinking about life to help improve the people's thought processes while they're here Um but to know that Jesus is the answer, mm. like there to have a tangible resource while also having a spiritual one is okay. Jesus did it. And so we just going to keep rocking. So keep right. on keeping on friends. Keep on keeping on. So that's, that's some Joe dirt quote. Keep on keeping on That's from Joe dirt, Joe dirt. <laughs> wow. So never thought I'd hear a quote from Joe dirt on this podcast. Well, you never Man. know what you might hear on this podcast. That's the truth. Anyways, so guys, hey, thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, everything you need is found in Jesus. Um, but there may be some things that Jesus throws along the way to help you in other ways. But it'll all be rooted in Christ and in the gospel. That's the good news. So Yeah, it is. We appreciate you. Justin, tell them where they can find more about us. You can find more about us at TransformationChurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. That's it, guys. Hey, listen, we appreciate you joining us. We got some cool stuff coming up uh, this month with the new series. So Take Your Shot begins this Sunday, and we're pumped about that. Um, also, there's a number of cool things happening. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys in on the secret. Pastor Scott Thomas is going to be with us on Sunday, March 24th. You do not want to miss it. Um, yeah. So we're super excited. If you've never heard Pastor Scott preach, he's a fireball, man. And he's so funny. Tons of fun. Uh, so man, come out definitely. If you're in the Pensacola area, uh, you know, TC, you guys are always there, but man, if there's ever been an opportunity to invite a friend, get someone there, make it happen on the 24th guys. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but even still come this Sunday, um, man, even going, as a matter of fact, going right along with what we were just talking about, um, uh, with the, the, the message Sunday has to do with a champion's mindset talking about the mm -hmm. mindset of champions so uh you know if you deal with thought issues stuff like that man you don't want to miss this sunday it's are gonna we gonna play queen we are the champions oh that'd be cool we need to in service with that 
Yeah. If you're a podcast listener, you might have got what the end of service is going to look like before it even gets here. Hey, yo. Good call, guys. All right, guys. Hey, listen, we appreciate you. We'll see you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.